danger. It's danger. Hey, everybody, come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> Yo, wow. Yo, wow. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler of rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is David out of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, we, we need to stop uh, <laughs> these, these young kids out of the uh, wonderful city of Chicago. Uh, have you guys reached out to local uh, radio stations there and, and try to, you know, you know, get something going? Because we're, we're losing it. We're, you know, I, I love this movement on Black Life Matters, but we, we need to double focus it. Bad cops, but we also have bad people killing young black kids in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. no, Chicago's been, I mean, listen, that's been an issue that they got to fix. And I think for Chicago, it's hard, man. I, w I remember I went there to go visit the charter schools there to see the kids and everything that they're doing in the schools. I think a lot of things have to start with making sure that kids have uh, something to do and they have hope and that people actually care. Uh, I, like I said, uh, I'm from a little small town, originally from Alabama, but we really focus on the Boys and Girls Club. You know, right. uh, you know, starting there, uh, you know, like you said, mm -hmm. you know, gentlemen spoke yesterday about, you know, uh, uh, I don't like Trump. Well, I don't want to talk about it, but I, I'm not a racist, and you know, Trump is doing racist things. You know, we we keep can't continue to want to turn the page on the racist thing, and it's racist regardless. It's you know, white power, uh, the Nazi symbol. It, it, it's racist. We need to erase that and get rid of it. Absolutely. All yeah, right, you, you guys are, I'm telling you, you guys are powerful. Uh, I'm an old man, and I really thought I would be calling the radio stations, but, you know, uh, I, I, I got tired of, of just listening right. to young kids not want to step up. You know, and I got yeah. six kids, four, four girls and two boys, and I, I want them to have a future. I don't want them no, to say, well, my dad didn't leave me anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I get it and I understand. And it's, it's so many different things, you know. Do you, do you try to take more guns off the streets? Do you have more community stuff out there for kids to do this? Get out of the streets, you know? It, it, it's a difficult thing. I, I, I honestly don't know the answer, but, I mean, we just got to keep trying. But, I, you know, I think the yeah. best thing to do is continue to have more community things and hopefully get kids out the streets and doing more things. Have them do things in tech. Have them build studios. Let, let you know, let the kids rap. You know, have uh, basketball programs, both baseball programs, investment programs. Have more people in the community come out there and show them how they're making money and try to change their life around. That's that's all I could think of it's when it comes to our community. It's a multi-layered approach, even with the parents, making sure that the parents are comfortable and they can spend time with their kids even, because a lot true. of times parents aren't around because they're working multiple jobs just trying right. to make it. And then flood the community with some money so so they have opportunities, so they have chances, mm -hmm. so they can they don't have to worry about where their next meal is going to come or, or how they're going to pay their rent or whatever it may be. Hello, who's this? What's going on, DJ? It's Front Page. How you front doing? Front Page, what up, brother? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man. Charlamagne the God. How you doing, my brother? Peace, King. How are you? Great. Fantastic. Hey, um, real quick, I just want to get it off my chest. I'm tired of these fake-ass clouds that I'm looking at over New York City. Like I said, I'm, I'm riding up and down the East Coast, and they keep spraying the damn 
the damn hood, man. I mean, listen, you guys are over in the cloud, and it's disgusting. I'm tired of looking at it, and I don't know who really notices it, but we stay in the cloud. And PA is not like that. Once we pass those mountains, we, are, we got open skies, but you guys are sitting in a nasty cloud and um, sitting quite low as well, too. You know, what do you mean a cloud? That, I have no idea what you're Of like toxic uh, waste? waste? What are you saying? Are they spraying f- something on us, you say? Those precious metals that they're spraying in the air. Oh, boy. It's ridiculous. Gotcha, it's gotcha. disgusting. I don't know if you notice what the clouds are looking like, and they hang way too low. Like cumulus clouds do not hang that low. The most serious clouds. How do we fight it, bro? How do we fight that spray? How do we fight the spray? Well, we could do it like this. 44trillion.com for black folks. This is what we do. Got to come together and build our own, period. We have to come together and build our own. So 44 trillion for black folks. We got to go there. And, so build um, our own clouds? Nah, they're, they're in the clouds. We're not going to fight that. They, they're, they're beating us. Period. They're going down to the rural area. Damn. I can't, I, I can't, I can't hear spray, him. I feel like this. The spray took his phone. Clouds. Yeah, he must have gotten yeah. to an area where there was a lot of bunch of fake clouds and they cut his signal off. My goodness. Poor guy. Hello, who's this? Oh my gosh, am I live? Come oh on, you live. Yes, live. Who, who's this? Oh my gosh. Hey, my oh name's Mimi. Hey, Mimi, get it off your chest. Mimi, don't do that. I love you. I just wanted I love to you get too, off Nini. my chest. Thank you. I just wanted to get off my chest that people need to stay inside. I saw a very wild video from Atlanta with a pool in the middle of the club and people was in there. That, that was is wild. disgusting. That, yes. That was compound yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah, but I'm kind of hypocritical because I'm going to Atlanta next week, but I wouldn't get in the pool. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe I've been calling y'all since y'all was on air, and I never got through. This is so exciting. Angela, I love you. Love you, too. That's not, y'all not cool. Anyway, I would like to plug my podcast real quick because I have my own podcast. It's called The Juicy Hour with me. Y'all should tune in. It's on all podcasting platforms. The okay. Juicy Eye? The Juicy Hour with Mimi. Oh, the Juicy Hour. Okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Mimi. How do you have a juicy eye? Okay, I'm going to check that out. Not well, really, thank you for calling, like... Mimi. Thank you, but it's Nini. I said Mimi. All right, Nini. Oh, Nini. All right. Like leaks. Nini leaks. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Palm Bleach. All right, what up, brother? Get it off your chest. Is this Palm Bleach? Yes. Oh, it's me and Envy. Yes, Charlamagne. Represent to you and Angela Lee. I love you guys. You've got the best voice in the game. You know, I'm trying to say that, like, um, I I actually like came to after my dad died, like living in. And the mob shit, and I went to, like, the hood, oh like, down here in West Palm, you know what I'm saying, when I was 19. And uh, I started okay. listening to Jay Farrell, and, like, now I have a track, you know what I'm saying, on a movie on Amazon Prime, Blame It on Trey. Jay Farrell, the comedian? I'm a, I'm a rapper, comedian, oh impersonationist. But oh, got you, too. He's an inspiration. All right, it's Palm Bleach, yeah. But here's the real thing I'm trying to say is that, like, you know, nobody can really put their their lives into skin color, you know what I'm saying, until they're really there. So there's a lot of people that use it for clout, like Instagram models and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I feel like that, like, the movement should be like, you should have, to, have something in your life with that, you know what I'm saying? Like, old school saying, not like, 
people that like Abercrombie and Fish your whole life, like don't even go out their house and shit, you know what I'm saying? But it's cool. All right, bro, we can't curse. Thank you, listen, man. Listen, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. It Nobody knows what he's saying. You tell me, you you know, do you know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. But good morning to you. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name's Bella. Hey, get it off your chest. Hey, I was calling about a story out in Bloomington, Indiana. It was over 4th of July where a guy was attempted to be lynched. And they caught it on video, but they didn't make any arrests there. And now, um, you know, now they're looking into it and investigating it and stuff. But, like, I live Is that out here. Was what that the, uh, the was that was that all of the white people who was saying they were trying to lynch a black person? They was calling for the noose. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. the one. Uh huh. Yeah, I live out here, man, and it is such. It's, it's near Indianapolis, Indiana, and it is such like just a white place to live, and it's hard sometimes because nobody you know relates at all. And this is a place where I can't tell you how many times people have been like, "Come out and hang out with me. Come camping with me." And you know, I always tell them no, and I tell them I don't want to because it's dangerous, and they don't see it. And then it's like, here it is for everybody to see, but still, people well, here don't pay attention to it. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna give you the same advice I, w I, I would I would love to give that young man. I feel like uh, you have to own a legal firearm in America, uh, especially when you're a black person. I think having a legal firearm is a form of self-care, and I wish that young man in that moment had a legal firearm on him to protect himself from from at least what I saw in the video, which was a bunch of white people attacking him, telling him, uh, go get the noose. Yeah. And that's what I kept hearing him call for. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, had he done that, though, and had he shot somebody, the police who showed up, it's the, the park police, it's not the city police, they would have been pointing their guns at him instead. You know, oh, it, and no, then he would have been that, dead, too. Yes, but that's no reason for me not to practice my Second Amendment rights. I, I, Absolutely. I still, I, I still live in America, and uh, the Constitution is supposed to protect me, so I, I, I have no problem fighting that one in court. Yeah, I feel. It's, it's just one of those things, man, being out here, being in a place where, you know, you do what you can to to be active and you do what you can and do the right thing and, you know, promote social change and all that. But it's just such a whitewashed community that it's just, man, it's hard living out here sometimes. Well, thank you. We appreciate yeah, you, you and what, 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 what you attempt to do. Okay? Absolutely. With your, with your privilege, using your privilege to combat prejudice. So thank you. Okay. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, and we got somebody uh, on the Zoom this morning that I love, I value, and I appreciate, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. How are you, young man? I'm still trying to grow up and be like you, drink my milk, say my prayers, and <laughs> <laughs> I hope to be like you one day. You know, you know, Dr. Claude, uh, I'm, I'm happy to have you this morning, man, because... I'm hearing so much powernomics rhetoric from everybody. Everybody wants to use Dr. Claude's ideas in regards to black economic agendas. So why not hear from the man himself this morning? That's, that's my mindset. Well, I, I'm delighted to be here and glad to see you all and be with you all again. And I just thought a few seconds ago, you know, it'll be a year pretty soon since the last time I was with you all, last December. Wow. And, and Dr. Claude, before we start, I just want to ask you, how is everything with you with you know, these difficult times that people are having, how have you been holding up? Uh, I'm fair to, fair to admit for a poor black man, but uh, 
I've had some health problems. It looks like I'm right on the edge of coming out of them. And I just think they're just hastening, trying to get back to you all again, because as you indicated, uh, Charlemagne, we were in deep, deep trouble in this country, black mm. folk. And, uh, you know, I, I made a, a commitment to myself a few years ago that I was going to stay out of national politics since I left an ass administration with President Carter. I said, I'm going to stay out of it and stay neutral. But now looking around, I can't keep that commitment any longer. Things are getting so terrible. We got a pandemic. Nobody's doing anything for that makes any sense. But more importantly, is that my people, black people, are just totally in, in absence of any black leadership. Nobody's speaking up for black folk. And, uh, and I, I've told people all of my life that when white folk catch, catch a cold, black folk are gonna catch pneumonia. I don't hear nobody saying, well, we're gonna start talking, that we wanna eradicate poverty. They should be saying, no, start in a priority with black folk. And I got 38% of all the black folk in America beneath the poverty line, start with them. If you start talking about we want justice, start with black folk again. Trump is stacking the courts again for the next 40 years, putting people into the federal judgeships, which means that black folk will never, 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 never have a chance to get, in, get, into a, get justice from that situation. We're marching in the streets talking about we want justice. How are you going to get justice? And then and they said, well, well, how about the Supreme Court? I said, why would a black person want to try to get justice in the United States by going through the Supreme Court? The primary responsibility of the, of the Supreme Court is to maintain racism. They're the guardians of racism in America. That's the most racist organization in the United States. As soon as this racism and slavery started, first thing they did was set up the, US, set up the Supreme Court to make it be the guardian. And that came out of the Marlboro's and Madison decision in 1803. It says, now we're going to start getting involved in matters pertaining to black folk and slavery. First 57 judges were white slave owners. If Joe Biden wins, you think he should stack the courts, stack the Supreme Court, pack the Hell Supreme yeah, Court? Yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to look out to quid pro quo. He's supposed to take care of the people to take care of him. That's the primary purpose of politics. Politics never existed the way it exists now until the 1500s. And it's based on a French word, policy, which means quid pro quo. It decides what, who gets what benefits out of life. It's based on a simple premise of something for something. You, you help me, I help you. All these black elected officials, they swear an oath. Mm -hmm. Said, I will, I will hereby promise and commit and raise my hand on the Bible saying that I will protect who? Those individuals who voted for me and put me in that public office. And I never see anybody holding them to that. Mm. We got the Congressional Black Caucus, 40-some people. They swore an oath that they would protect black folk. You tell me where have they been all these years? What are they doing? 51% of, the, of all the prisons in the United States are black people that sit up in prison. 51%, and out of all of them that's in prison right now, that, that are black, 96% are black men. They're an endangered species. All right, we have more with Dr. Claude Anderson. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dr. Claude Anderson. Charlemagne? All right, Dr. Claude, let me run down the five points you just made real quick. Social construct that dictates everything. Um, I mean, that reconstructs everything in the Constitution. Demand that there be a permanent office in the White House for Native Black Affairs. Demand that they build a sovereign high-speed rail system that runs from Atlanta to Dallas, stops in Birmingham and Shreveport. Um, Congress to study the negative impact that immigrants have on black people and establish a reparations bill. As you got it down right. And, and now when, you, when you call and check on, the, on, the, on, the, on that uh, high-speed rail system, the money's already there. And right now, I got, I got people already committed outside the United States that were put up something like $45 billion to build that high-speed rail system. 
All we need from the government is for somebody in the federal level in the office of the president just to approve the project. You know, Dr. Claude, um, I was having that conversation about immigrants actually yesterday, and a lot of people would say immigrants, they don't, they're not taking any jobs from black people because it's jobs black people wouldn't do anyway. What do you, what do you say to that? They're right, and that's why we have to recondition black folk. Black folks, I worked, I worked for 460 years, nobody paid me, gave me anything. What, what assurance I got this time, I'm going to get paid and get some money. And But see, nobody's ever rewarded, compensated black folk. Black folk have never gotten any rewards. They worked all those years, 300, 360 years for nothing. And then, and, 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 the, and the thing about it is the dominant white society is still opposed to it. You know why? They say, well, y'all look for something free. I said, hey, that's what they should be doing, looking for something free. You know why? Because every immigrant came here, contrary to what they tell you, but they came here for religious freedom. They didn't come, nobody came here looking for religious freedom. They came here looking to get free benefits. They came here to get all those things that blacks could not get. They wanted to cut, they get we wanted free land and free black labor. And that's what they got. That's called the American dream. Come into America and freeload. Get what you whatever you can get. What, what's the what's the final point, Dr. Claude? You said you had two more. I want I want you to demand that a commission be set up in the Congress that, that where they hold hearings to go out and find out uh, who was responsible and get reimbursements for what happened to the blacks who were freed during slavery. And so I, so I'm giving you about seven things. I'm gonna quit there. That's right. His name is Dr. Claude Anderson. Uh, you can go get Powernomics. You can go get Black Label, White Wealth. You can go get Dirty Little Secrets, Part 1 and 2. Go buy all Dr. Claude's books, man. He's one of my favorite people to, to have conversations with, to, to talk to. And, and, I, and, I, and I love you, and I value you, and I appreciate you, Dr. Claude. I'm glad you exist, my brother. I tell you, you know how I feel about you. I mean, I tell anybody in a second, somebody just asked me about Charlemagne. I said, I said that's my man. I said, I'm not gay, and that's my man. This all makes sense. I appreciate you, Dr. Claude. Where can they find you if they want to reach you, man? Uh, they, they got us, go, to, go to the powernumbers.com website. We got a library pack to get all five of those books for $99. Or they can call the Power Numbers Corporation in, in Washington, D.C. and contact me. I love, I love you guys, and I appreciate you. And, I, and please, if I said something that was offensive to you, I didn't mean to do that, and I apologize for it. And, uh, and, uh, hey, and we welcome this type of dialogue. I would love to have it some more because I agree with some things, disagree with some things, but that is all part of that's you know, right. That's our right. own experiences. That's right. I appreciate that. And I don't know. I don't know the answers to everything, but I just tried for, for 50 years to be a forensic historian and do what nobody else does. And, and look at racial issues and cut them open, slice them, and dice them, and figure out what, how you find solutions. And uh, I don't just accept things right off the bat, and I wouldn't want you to do that either. Dr. Right. Claude, thank you, my brother. We appreciate you. It's Dr. Claude Anderson. It's The Breakfast Club. Time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. We got Michael on the line. Michael, what's up? Hey guys, how you doing? Now you trying to shoot your shot with who? Tell us what's going on. All right. So um, Tamika and I have been very, very good friends for a long time. Um, we first met as freshmen in college, and yeah, been friends ever since. Um, neither one of us has ever been in a good relationship. They never really seem to last because uh, I guess we're just constantly dating people who are completely wrong for us. So, okay. so you guys um, never dated, never kissed, no, never no, hugged, never, never, never kissed, smashed? Never, never messed around, nothing. But have you had chemistry with her, or is it more of a... I, 
Yeah, so so that's the thing. I, I think we, we do have that. We're just really, really close friends. We've we've always been each other there for each other through thick and thin and and you know, we supported each other through through all those bad relationships too and I feel like we we know each other so well and we've never really, you know, tried going down that road and I think that I'd like to I'd like to see if she feels the same way that I'm mm. starting to feel about her, you know? Why are you scared this ruin a good friendship? What if this ruins that, your I friendship? Mean, that's, that's what I'm debating. That's what I'm debating. I, I, she's one of my closest friends. I don't want that to change. I don't want to make it weird. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I can't help go, the way think, I'm, I'm feeling right I'm now. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I hate to discourage somebody from shooting their shot, but I feel like you should go with your gut instinct. If you feel like you are going to ruin a good friendship, what's the point? Because, you know, it could be the love of his life. Yeah, that could be. Listen, level. your um, your best friend should be your wife. Has right? she ever given you a, 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 a even an inkling of consideration? Do you think she likes you a little bit? What makes you feel this way? I, I think she does like me. And, and, you know, we I really think we'd be really good together. It's just, well, I, I don't know, maybe it just wasn't the right time. Sounds like arrogance he, to me, bro. Now, what if she says, no, she's not interested? Can you still be friends? Wow. I mean, I think so. Okay. But yeah, like, wouldn't you want to know if uh, like somebody that you really like and you it know, might make it awkward have... if I don't like him. That's the only thing. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I think this is what I think is gonna happen. I could be wrong, but I think that you're gonna call this young lady. And she's going to say, no, you're like a brother to me. Well, well let me ask she, you this. She's going to put you in the bro zone, does she? Bro. Does she talk about things that people usually don't talk about? Like, does she walk by you with a shirt off or does she pass gas with next to you? shirt off. Anything like that? <laughs> nah. Okay. Nah, so, nah, nah. Passing gas is flirting? No, no, no. I'm making that, sure because if you do that next to somebody, you're not really turned on and they're just oh, like one okay. of the boys. By the way, when a man farts around another man, that is actually absolutely flirting. Well, let's call her and let's Why see because he, want he, to he wants to no. shoot his shot. We're not going to discourage him from that. So let's <laughs> let's get it going. That's right. right. Let's come on. Let's go ahead and get him in the brother zone. Well, no. you already in the brother zone. Let's All make right. it official. Hello. Hey, Tamika. It's Michael. Hey, Michael. What's up? Yo, listen. Uh, you know, you you and I have, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. You know, you're one of my closest friends, and um, you know, you know everything about me. I know everything about you, and I just wanted to see if uh, if maybe you might want to take our relationship to the next level. <laughs> what? <laughs> Michael, are you kidding me? We're like best friends. I've known you forever. You're like you're like family. Brother! Who's that? Oh, hi. We're the Breakfast Club. This Good is morning. your Uncle Charlotte. We're actually calling with Michael because we're trying to give him some encouragement. We'll let him finish. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, Uncle Charlotte, Cousin Envy, Cousin Angela. we just here for the family reunion. Continue talking to Brother Michael. Sister Tamika. Oh, my God. Really, Michael? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... I don't like. Okay, I get. It. Yeah, we are best friends. We are really close friends. You better like, not so, cry, Michael. Man. You better not cry. Yeah, Michael. Right now you sound like this is awkward. So wait, Tamika, are you attracted <laughs> to Michael at all? I think he's a wonderful guy, but uh, I see no, him no. more like a brother. Than brother! Me. Oh my goodness! Well, he really likes you. He feels give me that a high five. It could be sparks. <laughs> you don't want to give it a shot, a chance, an opportunity. <laughs> 
I'm not going to risk our friendship for something that probably won't work out. See, mm. Michael, now you done made it awkward, Michael. Now y'all can't uh, even just go out and have coffee nowadays because she's going to think you like her like that. Can you guys you still be you, friends, you, you Tamika? Can you still? Yeah, that's cool. Michael, don't See? like, don't even worry about it. I know you just broke up recently. There's all these emotions. Like, I, you, you're still my man. Like, not my man, but my my man, my man. friend, my boy, <laughs> you my boy. Okay, everybody, repeat <laughs> after me, brother. Stop it. <laughs> now, stop. Michael. So, how do you feel about this? I mean, it sucks, but I, I understand. Like, I knew, I knew this was a possibility. I just, I didn't want to have any regrets either. Tamika, okay. every time you see Michael from now on, I want you to say, give me a high five. Oh, stop it. That's how y'all greet each other from now on. Tamika, is he just not your type? No, I mean, he's just my friend. Like, yeah. You never I've looked at him like that. So much, yeah. All right, stop twisting the knife. All Michael right, is a brother, right. just like we knew he was. Well, you guys, <laughs> as you were. Damn, man. <laughs> back, back, to the, back to your brother-sisterly relationship. I'm so sorry okay. for you, Michael. Maybe next time, It doesn't time, always work. Michael, uh, hit me up later. Yeah, I will. Oh, wait a minute. But now. not like wait that. Did I hear a little back door still open just a nah. little bit? Nah. Nah. Nah, nah. I'm not, yeah. not going to read into anything anymore. All right. Yeah. You shouldn't, Michael. Your instincts right, suck. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> He's absolutely right. At least he, under, he learned from his mistakes. Don't read into anything anymore. Your crystal ball is foggy. All right. We got more coming up next. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Yes, sir. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club, and we got some legends in the building. Icons living in That's the right. building. And we yes. mean it this time. We mean it this that time. We, yeah, we really yeah. mean it. <laughs> he said special guests a lot. Yeah, special guys. It's a little different. I said icons. I said legends. Yeah, just, I, yeah you're right. You're right. You're the right. icon yeah. living. We have Will Smith and Martin Lawrence Absolutely here. right. Come on, round of applause for Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. God damn it. Bad boys. And we did Martin so dirty. No, we didn't do nothing. Y'all had me stuck in the elevator for 15 minutes. (laughs) I said, what's going on here? Now, did you you check the weight capacity, Martin? How many people was on the elevator with you now? Uh, It was a lot of people. That's what I'm saying. I've never seen an entourage like this from anybody. And we interview a lot of rappers. It's like a party. (laughs) So what were y'all talking about on the elevator? Uh, I just told nobody don't fart. (laughs) Please don't do that. Is is that the worst when you're on the elevator with people you don't know because you got to make small talk? Yeah. Mm. You know, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, wait, ooh, what's that? Oh, oh no, you just happened to see me? Okay. <laughs> so, so you guys are brothers. You've done movies. You're friends. I want to start. I just want to ask you guys a question. What's the craziest gift that you guys receive from each other, if anything? Craziest gift? And I'm going to tell you why in a second. Okay? Mm-hmm. Craziest gift. It's because mm. it's, it's Martin inspired. That's right. It's Martin inspired. Yes. Craziest What's gift. That? We we got you, you give me some just golf clubs. Golf clubs. Yeah, you never you didn't swing it one never, time, yeah. did you? No. <laughs> you golf much? He does. Well, not not really. I okay. go out there. No, I golf, but I was like trying to get him because like <laughs> if you played any sport in your life. Once you get to a certain age, you know, you're not going to be running ball, you know. Gotcha. So, but like golf, you get to, you know, cuss at your friends and you get to do, you know, you get all of the same mm-hmm. kind of energy from golf, except you can do it till you're 80. Gotcha. So I was trying to have Marty Ma, but yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he, he ain't take to it. Do you still so, have so, him at least? I have the clubs. Yeah. Okay. You don't got to lie, Marty. You don't got to lie. No, re-gifting is cool. So is this disrespectful, right? So this is what Charlemagne, my brother, I guess you can call him that, mm-hmm. got me for Christmas. It's, it's right behind you. Right. I think. I mean, listen, it's, it's Martin-inspired 
Gina had got Martin something oh, like this on the episode. Wow. That, wow. You know what I mean? My wife is a little upset. She's yeah. like, why? Yeah, uh, you got why? You know? <laughs> I mean, is that a little disrespectful or what? I'm just asking. I mean, here's the deal. You, I, I, I don't. I don't judge a butt by the cover, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what, what was the thinking? What was you, like, he what were you going me, for? He calls me his favorite asshole all the time. Oh, got it, Boom. got it. Boom, so asshole so, from the uh, so, Yeah, so yes. he can have it at home there you go. to be reminded of the level of assholeness that he has to deal there with on a day. Okay, there I get that. So you, that's not bad. That's yeah, not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't send each other that kind of and stuff. And then you might want to slap it every night. <laughs> right? Boom, that's the whole point. It's like the Apollo law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to put it up right. in here, mount it, and let right. people smack it when they walk right. in. Yeah, Let's right. talk bad boys. Now, why did it take so long to put this out and to get this done? Will Smith. This guy. <laughs> that guy? This guy. Yeah, no, I, it, it had to be right, man. The, the first bad boys, what it meant for the culture. I just didn't want to to mess it up, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. It's like I didn't want to do a cash grab, you know. Everybody's doing sequels, let's do one. I was mm -hmm. like, no, if we're gonna make a Bad Boys uh, a third one, it has to be deservant. There has to be messages and ideas. We got to be talking about something, mm -hmm. and it's not just you know blowing some stuff up and and you know getting paid. I was now, Henry, I, 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 I'm, I, I, I'm not confront. I was right. Larry. Because the first and second one, mm. you guys are doing stunts, y'all driving through things, y'all breaking yeah, you things. You trying to say they yeah, old yeah. now? Don't yeah. play them. <laughs> you trying to say they old? Oh, right. The knees ain't the same Stop. No, no, no. <laughs> But Will just said they play golf because they're not going to be running around. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So. Trying to switch it to switch it up a little bit. But no, we for got me, good stuntmen, though, in this one. Yeah, we got, oh, yeah, got stuntmen now. So we, start, we, we use them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're using yeah. this time. Yeah. yeah, and it's different also. There's different uh, technologies and stuff like that. So you can do stunts up to a, a certain point. What we didn't have in the first movie was face replacement. They do face replacement What now. the hell is that? So I can do a stunt, right? Mm -hmm. And then they have the stunt man do the exact stunt that I did. And they can match it and they can replace my face on the stuntman. Wow. Right? So they can just do it. So they can hold a single shot, but they can use the actual face of the actor and you can't tell wow. the, oh, that's, that's the, the difference in the stunt. How much that cost? Jeez. Yeah, no, no. That's uh that's hey, there's uh, a budget for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's expensive, bro. Speaking of budgets, uh, how mm -hmm. does money work in a situation like this? Yeah. What like, do y'all get equal pay? Uh, you know, because there was a rumor that you was making like $10 million more than Martin. Hell no. Jeez. Okay, it was 11, I'm sorry. Boy, we've been, we've been talking for four minutes. You don't go to that <laughs> four minutes into the damn interview. That's it. Right. <laughs> you know, is we finished or is we done? Okay? You know what? As, as we get ready for this movie, though, you do research on how Bad Boy started, and I was reading that it was originally intended for... John Lovitz and Dana Carvey? Yeah, yeah, they were the original bad boys. That would have been trash. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. So how did you guys end up Well, the script it? came to me, and then uh, they wanted me to pick somebody to co-star with me in the movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, my sister Ray uh, brought Will's attention to me, and I thought about it, so I called he Will. He was like, the Fresh Prince. <laughs> nah. I thought about it, I called Will. I said, let's set up a dinner, and Will came to my house, and we had a dinner. And after five minutes of talking to him, the rest is history, man. He, you know, couldn't say no. Did, Did y'all know each other back then? We, um, we had met. We had met, but we didn't. We didn't really know each other. Like the the bad boys was the first time we actually, uh, you know, sat down and, and and chopped it up. And you know, it's 
you can't fake and you can't buy chemistry. Mm -hmm. right. You mm -hmm. can't buy chemistry. It's right. like you either got it with somebody or you don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me and this one right here, it's like there's so much love and so much respect uh, for each other it, that it and it's just fun to watch, you know, with people that really vibe like that. So, Martin, you never looked at it like... You watched the early Fresh Prince, and he was used to, I don't know if you remember, he used to say his lines right before yeah, he said it. Yeah, that was a bad You never look. look at none of that stuff be like, you know what, I don't know about this one. <laughs> no, I never did. I never did. Will does great work, yeah. you know, and uh, I, I, I thought he was great on the Fresh Prince and his energy, the energy mm -hmm. he brings. So I just was excited to work with him. So I was jealous as hell. I was jealous as hell of Martin. Really? really? Yeah, so I'm glad you're being honest. I was going to yeah. ask who, got the who had the better sitcom. Who yeah, think? It, it's wow. like, I think that's a matter of wow. opinion. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm talking about between y'all. That's who, a tough one. Who had the best yes. sitcom? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. We're going to call that a tie. We're going to call that a tie. Do you see what you're trying to do here? No, no, you know what? I just figured out what I'm going to get you for, for Christmas. <laughs> just figured out what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> give him another Maybe All right, we got more with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Real hot girl. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Will Smith and Martin Lawrence in the building still. Charlamagne. You know, Will, I always thought about the scene with you and uh, the late, great James Avery. Yeah. When your your father left. Yeah, man. Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Got through my first day without him. Right? Mm. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14. Great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die out with him! I need him then and I don't need him now. Will. Nah, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm gonna get through college without him. I'm gonna get a great job without him. I'm gonna marry me a beautiful honey and I'm having me a whole bunch of kids. I'm gonna be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? What did you dig into to, to get that kind of emotion out of that scene? Because even now, if you watch that, your eyes watch. I still Listen, feel it. Yeah, I still, still feel yeah, it. Yeah, and it's like, um, so every, everybody on The Fresh Prince was stage-trained actors. Alfonso, starting the show, had 15 years of experience mm -hmm. coming in. So I was the least experienced. The tap dance kid. The tap dance kid, <laughs> right. yeah. You know, moonwalking into Michael Jackson. <laughs> when I came on to the show, um, James Avery was one of the first people that pulled me up, and he was like, hey, you have real talent. Don't squander it, mm -hmm. right? And so he never liked nothing. He didn't like nothing I did, right? And I was always trying to get his approval. You know, Shakespearean trained, big command of his voice, He, you know, his body as an instrument, as a performer. And, you know, so in that scene, I, y y it was like the first time that I took a real dramatic shot. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, James Avery in that scene, and we're doing it, and I'm and I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to get there, and I want to impress him so bad. And the first time in front of the audience, I missed it, and I messed the scene up, and I'm like, fuck, fuck, and I'm losing it in front of the audience, you know. And he looks at, hey, and I, and I snapped in, and he's look, he pointed, he's like, use me, use me in this scene, and we went, and he said, get it together, and I settled down, he said, action. And we get, and then ultimately we did the scene, mm -hmm. and we had the scene that was there. And I'm holding him, and when I'm holding him, he whispers in my ear, "Now that's acting, mm. right?" And I was like, 
<laughs> but you had to tell you tapped into disappointment, right? Yeah, you, know, you disappointed from, him, and you yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, but that's what he was telling me about how to use the actor in the scene. He was like, "Use me. Don't try to find it mm -hmm. in you." So then, when I tapped into the idea of how bad I wanted to impress him and how much I'm, I'm getting in, I'm, I'm feeling it now. It's like when, when you have those emotional toolboxes. Sometimes you slip into. I'm, I can feel mm -hmm. that that emotion right now, and it was like. It was he was the father figure that Will felt like Will me personally felt like I was disappointing him in that scene. Mm. So I tapped into that and I used my relationship with James Avery to find uh, that emotion. But yeah. you know, for me, it's been it's been a massive acting journey, hugely on the back of his teachings and his urging of me to always go deeper. Now how did you guys both get those shows? You know. And, Will, did you feel like I'm a rapper from Philly? If I cross over, I might destroy my Dr career. Hell yeah. And, Martin, how did you get into, how did they give you that show? Or how did that, that show come together? Well, for me, uh, I, my manager at the time, he took me into HBO Hip, and uh, he took me in to meet Chris Albrecht. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yo, you know, this guy's funny, and uh, mm -hmm. what do you think about giving him his own show? So Chris was like, all right, we'll try it out. So I was like... <laughs> Just like that. That sounds really out. simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like, yeah. He said, I'll try it out. And I was like, oh, s***. Yeah. Rest was history. Wow. And that was big back then, especially for a, a black man. Yeah. For the kind of show it was. Yeah. For you to be a hip-hop dude mm -hmm. doing a show. And they yeah. said right away that show had good ratings. Yeah. And I, I, I did all them characters because I really wanted the show to work. You know, and that was, I, I didn't want it to fail, so I just started doing all these characters to try to push it. You know, I was going to ask you, Martin, we live in this era of, like, pause and, you know, rappers saying no When you was doing Shanae and you was doing scenes, like, all up on kids, did you ever get backlash back then from your people? Because nowadays if a guy did that, he'd be like, pause! Be all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, I didn't back get then it was just funny to us. It was just funny, nah. I just want to make people laugh. That was it. Martin, did, um, Will, has he tried to get you to be more active on social media? Yes, in, in his own way, yes. He, he gave me a camera. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Use this. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a camera team with your social media? Because oh, you yeah. do all Everywhere types of wow-ish. Yeah, Are you considering get, jumping into Because you see, Will, it's been so effective for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Martin, like, we don't know as much about you now like as we do about Will. Will, we mm -hmm. didn't used to know as much. Mm -hmm. But uh, it seems like you like it now. I mm -hmm. love it. Right, so I you think it. that would be something I'm good. trying to do more things, you know. I'm trying to be more creative. This guy has a creative mind. So he's always on there. But I'm trying to find things I could do and uh, bring to the people. Mm -hmm. So no jumping out the plane for you, Mark? No, no, no jumping out of plane <laughs> or swimming with sharks and all that. None of that. Why, Will? No, no so, why? so here's what happens. So here's what, here's what happens. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's not weird. It's just why. It's what, no, no. You got a family, Will. No, so what, what happened was... And it's funny because it was it was something like you know I've been watching you for a while and it's something that I wanted to, to uh, talk to you about. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll dive into it offline. But the idea for me is I painted myself into a corner with Will Smith, mm. right? And I realized that you know we all we have our childhood traumas and we have our experiences, and then we all create these characters that are gonna be our characters that defend us in the world. Ooh. There's certain things we can't do, there's certain things we can't say, mm -hmm. certain ways we react if people do something, and we create a character that we go out into the world with. Then that character wins some things for us. It was like, oh, we, we succeed by behaving yes, this yes, way. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Then what happens, you get to a point where it stops working as well. And the reason 
that it stops working is because it's not true. Really? That's real. not really who you are. Mm -hmm. And then you get backed into a corner. It stops working. Now, the question is, are you going to be courageous enough and are you going to be brave enough to kill, essentially, the character that you've created? Mm -hmm. And are you going to have the courage to live as who you really are? Mm. And on my 50th birthday, when I jumped out of that, uh, that helicopter over to Grand Canyon, that was kind of my... A moment for myself where I was like, I'm going to be who I am, even if it isn't in line with the Will Smith that people think I'm supposed to be. I'm going to have the courage and I'm going to have the 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 bravery to be who I am, you know. And it's like I've been watching you for a while, and that's what I was I was like. That was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. I can see the mechanism happening in your mind. You're seeing Charlemagne the God as separate from you. Absolutely. I looked at a little bit of your book, too, and I was like, I want you to know who you really are is enough, that the Thank character you. can die. You can see the evolution. Because yes. I always said I never die. wanted to be a character show myself. Right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I just finished reading this book called The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health, and the, the woman, Rita Walker, said we have to be willing to let go of who we want people to think yes, we are. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Me and Jada talk about that mm -hmm. a lot, you know, even in the idea of our marriage and how people want us to be married versus how we're really married. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's a really different thing, and it's so hard to let go of the characters what people and, and what see. people want to see and because also those characters saved your life when you were young. Right. Yes. Those ideas saved your life. And made you money. And they made you money. You know, so letting go of that and having the courage to really be who you are in the world and it's it's like it's terrifying will should be a motivational speaker all right we got more with will smith and martin lawrence don't move it's the breakfast club good morning she want a woo she want to do Versace Hotel with Versace Road. Like it when you let down your hair with no clothes. And I say to myself, cause I never like these. If she only like the guap red like these. Why would I waste my time on a shorty that don't got me on the front of a mind? Especially when you get designed and I want it done. In the building came with the wings like a number nine. Yeah, come through, just us two. I like it cause you cut how I'm cut too. Come through, just us two. I like it cause you cut how I'm cut too. She wanna DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. 
We have Will Smith and Martin Lawrence in the building still. One of your closest friends called you, right? Mm-hmm. He's a close friend to us as well. He called you and he asked you for a couple million and you gave it to him. No, you didn't. I, I did not. That did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> when Tyrese called you and asked you for those millions, you gave it to him. <laughs> what was that conversation like? No, you know, let me tell you something. Me and Tyrese, uh, we've we been friends. Now, he's for, our guy, though. Yeah, no, no, that's my dude. Tyrese calls me when he don't want it cut. He wanted it raw and uncut. <laughs> right. And um, the amount of talent that that dude has and the, all the possibilities that Tyrese has is what I keep drumming in with him. Tyrese is is functioning at 40% of the capacity of what he really is, you know? And that's another thing, being brave enough to be who you really are versus being Tyrese. Right. Exactly. You're right. You I was know about to I say mean? that Tyrese ain't got to that level. Yeah, got, no. Tyrese still putting the character out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we all do, you right. know? Yep. There's still, it's like Will, Will Smith takes good care of me. It's just, he, he's, it's not all the way me. There's a certain amount of pretense and inauthenticity that it takes to hold up the character. That's so interesting, because I think about that with you and Martin. Martin, I'm sure that it was a time where everybody wanted you to be like, Martin! You know, make it... (laughs) (laughs) But then what if that's not you? Yeah, well, it's not me all the time. Like, people think that I'm on all the time. When Mm -hmm. they see me, they think I'm all... I'm always going to be joking and all that, but I'm probably a lot more shy in person than I Mm -hmm. am... You, know, you can't be shy, boy. <laughs> no, believe, not believe it or not. Yeah. Believe it or not, I don't. I don't joke all the time. I don't mm-hmm. talk all the time. I like to listen a lot and uh, just take things in. This dude is one of the most authentic people that I have ever met. Thank you, uh, man. Yeah, like that's the first time you heard that. He never told you that before. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to explain the, uh, you talked about it on Crown. Shout out to Ellie Wilson. I want you to talk about the Reggie scene in Bad Boys, right? <laughs> uh, because... I, you know, I'm a father of five, right? But growing up, I'm like, if I have a daughter, I'm doing the same damn right, thing. Yeah. What the f- are you? I'm Mr. Burnett. I'm Reggie. What you doing here? Came to take out Megan. What? I came to take out Megan. How old are you? I'm 15, Mr. Burnett. Mother, you look 30. Oh, who that is, Reggie? Who the f- is Reggie? Came to take Megan out. What's wrong with you? No, no. You're acting all scared. You ain't never seen a gun before? Like, stop pointing the gun at the boy. Explain that to people who, who haven't heard and how that whole situation happened. He was, a, he was a young actor. He had never done anything, so it was his first role. So Michael Bay was concerned that he wouldn't be able to perform the level of discomfort that we needed for the scene. Mm-hmm. So Michael Bay was like, yo, don't, don't talk to don't him. Don't talk to him. He said, I want y'all to be, uh, pretend like y'all arguing. are arguing, pretend like you're not getting on. I just want to get him, get him riled up. You know, so I go and I sit down with the kids. So it's the first evening, Will and Martin. So I'm sitting down, I'm talking, I'm talking. And then Martin comes up and uh, he says, hey, Will, you know, you stepping on my lines a little bit in this scene. I need you to leave a little bit of room so I can, you know, get my line in there. And I was like, you need to get in where you fit in. Dang. Right? <laughs> Jesus and the kid, the little kid is sitting there. He's like, oh, no. Martin was like, yo, Will, why you, why you acting like that, man? I'm like, why am I acting like what? Why am I acting like yeah. what? And me and Martin start arguing. In front of the kid, and this kid is sitting there like, oh, terrified. He's like, Michael Bay is watching him, watching him, and as soon as he sees how ter- the kid is terrified enough, he's like, action, action. action. <laughs> and then I go, what the f- you want? Uh, I'm, I'm here to pick up Megan. <laughs> he was he terrified. Well, yeah. yeah, he handled it well. That kid was shook for real. Have you seen was, him again or no? We, we saw him. Oh, yeah, we saw him. Uh, yeah, we, we can't, can't get out yeah, of yeah, 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 Yes, yeah. we've seen him again. We've seen him again. We've seen him again. We've seen him again. We can't talk about it, but yeah, you will know. You will know. You will know, okay. sir. Now, now, but we've seen him. Why isn't Gabrielle Union in this one? Because she played such a big role in the second one. 
I just think we took a different story turn. It was like trying. There was no spot in the story like where we have work for you know for those characters to be in. But we'll definitely Bad Boys Four. Because I see it on IDM, whatever that called. IMDb. But he said it's the last one. We're going to let the audience decide. Oh, okay. gonna let, yeah. After people see it, like, you know, I love working with this dude, man. And, and it's like, I'm at the point in my in my life where I just, I don't even want to do nothing if I'm not going to have fun, you know? And it's like, I'll I'll take half the money that it would be as long as, you know, I, I can have fun. And, you know, we come to they work They're going to keep you to that day. now. You know, they're going to keep you to that. Because they're just like, no, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. We were wondering, did Khaled try to get you on the soundtrack? Yeah, yeah we were talking, you know, just the timing of it. I so mm-hmm. wanted to try to try to jump on there. We worked together. We Ain't had, he annoying? He was annoying the f*** out of you. Up. <laughs> yeah, no, listen. <laughs> Khaled is the best of the best, man. Yeah, like, let me tell you something. cool, man. Khaled's Khaled cool. was coming to set a month before it was time what for I his scene. <laughs> he was coming to set a month before it was time for his scene. Yeah. Right? It's like, let me tell you, you know, he was, he so loves the franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he loved it. He wanted it to win and he wanted to do everything thing that he could do uh, to, I, to help us I, win. I tell kids you have to have a DJ Khaled level of annoyance in order to get things done. <laughs> no, for real. No, that's real. Yeah. Let me I, ask a, a music question. We talk about music a little bit. Fresh Prince of Will Smith, who was the better rapper? Uh, well, I think so, somebody said, somebody said um, Will Smith was a whack rapper, but Fresh Prince was dope. Was dope. Somebody I, said that. Where'd that come from? I heard that somewhere. I heard that somewhere. That yeah, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> it's heavy. That's where I heard that from. Let me see. That's where I heard that from. It came out of that hole. But in your personal yeah. opinion, who do you think? <laughs> No, you know what? There, there was a, um, there was a, in that same thing. There was a certain amount of rawness mm-hmm. and unbridled creativity during the first part of my career, mm-hmm. and then once I started winning, it did kind of narrow the avenues of what I wanted to do. It was more important to me to win than to be me. You know, so Man, there was a, a there was a there was a certain amount there was a certain amount. The Fresh Prince was wild and raw and unapologetically right. himself. And then Will Smith got a little bit more polished and um, once you line up a couple of number ones in a row, you get that the taste for blood in your mouth. And that that taste sort of destroys the the vastness of your creative mind. I remember hearing you on Rap Radar podcast and you said that it was a point where you didn't even want to curse. Yeah, well, you, that was my grandmother. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that was my grandmother. For yeah. you in comedy, does that work in comedy too? Like, as you get more famous, you can't be as raw. You feel like as you used to be because you're Not, still doing comedy tours. Yeah, I know you got a lot of comments coming out with you, but how does mm-hmm. that work in comedy? I don't um I don't compromise my comedy. Yeah. You know, I never did in, in the past. Uh, you know, when I put out You So Crazy, <laughs> they wanted me to water it down and uh, give it an R rating. And I took a, a NC-17 right. just so I could say what I wanted to say. And, and uh, water glistening all over your, yeah, <laughs> all over yeah, your yeah. body. You know, and <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I don't like to compromise my comedy. And I don't, I don't do it today. I just do what I want to do and have fun with it. What, what's the worst decision that both of you guys made in your career? Like, what's one thing you say, damn, I shouldn't have did that? Yeah. Or what did you pass up? Or something that you regret? I made the Wild Wild West instead of making the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a terrible was a bad, like, that yeah, was a yeah, poor choice. What about you, boy? Uh, I didn't go with him on the last press junket. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, for Bad Boys too. For, bad, bad, boys, for yeah. bad Boys. He did it by himself. And now that I see what we on this press junket, all that we we got to the do and the fun that we had. Why did you I'm go? Kind of, it was, it's different. It's, it's, it's. <laughs> was that during the wild phase when you was waving the gun on Ventura Boulevard? No, no, no. it was just a different time. And, you know, they didn't want to fly me private. I I wanted to go private. It was it's politics, so. Mm-hmm. You know? like, but, I, but I've learned from that, from, from now, and, and I will do something different now. All right, we got more with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Let's get into a little Will Smith mini-mix, all right? Let's have some fun with it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ and... That's pretty funny. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey of the day. Goes to Allison Morris of MSNBC. Now, we all know that Kobe Bryant had an untimely demise as he was one of multiple fatalities in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. And Allison Morrison of MSNBC was reporting on this tragic situation, and this is what happened. The kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're going to... Now, of course, the, back, the backlash was swift on social media. Uh, people were calling for her firing, so she apologized by sending out the following tweet. She said, Earlier today, while reporting on the tragic news of Kobe Bryant's passing, I unfortunately started on air combining the names of the Knicks and the Lakers to say Nakers. Please know I did not and would never use a racist term. I apologize for the confusion this caused. Uh, and she put a never in um, capital letters. Uh, if she would have probably said that on there, she said she probably would have said, please, no, I did not and would never use a racist term if she would have said that on there, but she <laughs> tweeted it. Um, she said she apologized for the confusion this caused. First of all, Allison, the Knicks have nothing to do with this. <laughs> like, like, nothing at all. Like, absolutely zero. Okay, those teams, the Knicks and the Lakers, are on two different coasts. Kobe never played for the Knicks. Like, there was absolutely zero reason for the Knicks to be on your mind. They didn't even play each other last night. There was nothing, I, I, no reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. So that lie you concocted to cover uh, cover up, you know, you saying the N-word, that's not going to fly. Now, at first, I thought Nakers didn't sound nothing like the N-word, okay? But if you say it fast, Nakers, kind of. Nakers. All right? Kind of. All right? Nakers rhymes with Lakers, Takers, Bakers, Quakers, Fakers, Shakers, Makers. But don't none of those words sound like the words you use, okay? The word you use sounds like bigger, tigger, trigger, jigger, figure. And it's a word I'm sure some people would use to describe an NBA team full of black people. Now, you know we have this program called Normalized, right? It's like hearing things in HD. Last week we put it on Wendy Williams passing gas. This week we are putting it on Allison Morris to see if she said nakers are the actual n-word so let's play allison morris regular first athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the los angeles nakers los angeles lakers Kavita, if i could ask you to stay with us we're gonna mm-hmm. now let's play allison morris with the n-word normalized you can hear it in hd athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're going <laughs> to... No, no debate here, Mm-mm-mm. okay? I know people are saying to themselves, what was she thinking? What was on her mind? Well, the answer to that is simple. Niggas, okay? We heard what you, we heard what you said, and you know how it sounded. You know how it sounded to us at a time like this? This is how it sounded to us. You're a nigger. 
<laughs> it's amazing that a broadcaster at a time like this could make such a mistake. Okay, in a moment where people are already dealing with so much hurt, so much pain, I'm not going to speculate about Allison's character because I don't know her. Never heard of her until this moment. I just know that some people have such deep-rooted hatred for others that even in a tragic situation like this, how they really feel about others comes out. Okay, I'm not saying that's Allison because I don't know her. I just know that for a word to come out of your mouth when reporting on a situation like this, when for the N-word to come out of your mouth when reporting on a situation like this, it's just stupid. And Donkey of the Day is all about giving people the credit they deserve for being stupid. Please let Remy Ma give Allison Morris the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. you dumb. Now what happens to Allison, guys? Anything? Huh. I was thinking about who was it? It was another news reporter that had a slip of the tongue also. Did they fire him? And I, yeah, he got fired. What did he say? He said N-word I'm too? trying to remember because we talked about it up here. Mm. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. It has I don't some, know. I, I got to re- look this up. Well, once again, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. He ended Bryant. up getting fired, though. I remember that. Absolutely. Yeah, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. I'm, I'm going to keep saying this all morning because I just think people need to hear it. It's just another reminder that death really does not discriminate. Nobody is untouchable. Nobody is indestructible. Nobody is a mythical creature who won't ever taste death. And I know it seems like a tragedy like this isn't supposed to happen to someone like Kobe, but we know that's not the case because death does not Discriminate. Well, let's open All up right, it was a meteorologist that uh, for Martin Luther King Jr. He said Martin Lu- Martin Luther Coon King Jr. Remember that? And that's he, wild. Oh yeah, that you don't remember that? That's and wild. we talked about this a lot that, up yeah. here, and he ended up getting fired. Yeah, he should have got fired for that. All right, well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Vine from Detroit. What up, though? What, what up, though? Shout out to the D. What's good? What's your question for Yeezy? Nothing. Okay, well, I'm from Detroit. My baby daddy, he's from Bedstock, Brooklyn. That's where, I'm, that's where I live. Okay, but I don't like him right now because... I was tricking for him up in Atlantic City or whatever. We was making our money or whatever. And then, then um, this is <laughs> with my money. Wait, slow down, slow down, slow down. So you guys were in Atlantic City. Y'all was making money together. Uh-huh. What were you guys doing? I was tricking for Okay, so you're a, an escort, prostitute? Yeah, well, something like that. I was just getting money. We was doing everything to get money, basically. You okay. know, I like money or whatever. So he's a but pimp. But at the end, basically, and at the end, well, he, he do a little bit of everything. I'm going to just say it like that. He was making money together, and I was making money for him. He went to certain takeoffs, and I was pregnant, and told me I was in a way. I'm in a way. So I did, and I robbed his ass. And so wait, hold on, hold on. Boy. You robbed your pimp? I robbed my baby daddy. No, he's my baby daddy. Okay. What you take? What you take? I took two Rolex watches, I took a Chanel bag, I took, um, what else I took? His other baby mama took the face. We was climbing up the damn uh, condo, and the neighbors didn't say nothing because they saw me always in and out. What size are those Rolexes? What Shut size? up, oh, Envy. I'm sorry. So you, so you robbed your baby daddy along with his other baby mom? Yeah, and she don't like me because I caught a watch and to give her half up. It's just the point that he want me to move back out there. How can my life together? You know what I'm saying? I work for Quicken World. And this is I go to school, 
I'm going to school or whatever. And now he's telling me that he ain't taking care of my son unless I um, pay him. So he's not going to take care of the child you guys have together unless you pay him? Yep. Isn't that his job to kind of pay to take care of his own child? He said he can't take care of my son unless I take care of the family. And I told him, I said, no. I'm not about to do that. Okay, I think you got to sort these things out. Number one, first and foremost, for the sake of your child, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not trying to be with him, are you? I don't know. You don't know. So, in a way, you are. You want to get back together with him. I just want to get some money. Hey, boo, all money ain't good money, though, right? I need some money, but... I'm just saying, yeah, don't you want to be there for your child and be a good example and a role model and make sure nothing happens to you and you don't go to jail or something worse happens? Yeah, that's the only thing. That's in the way, you know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, I can't be doing all that because I, I, can't, I can't get locked up. You know what I'm saying? I've never been to jail. So and you will get locked up at some point. And I don't think jail for me. I said nothing for eight hours. And <laughs> I, don't I, don't think, I don't think it's for you either. <laughs> Listen, but it was, in my own opinion, I think that you should be happy that you managed to get away from this man that was a pimp and doing everything else because that was just going to go down the wrong path for you. And Listen, we all want to get money, right? But sometimes right. we got to sacrifice and go through periods of time that we're not making that much money so that later on in the future, in a couple of years from now, you can legitimately make good money. But you got to well, start... Well, I go to law school. And I go to law school. I'm entering to law school the year after next. But he's talking about that's in the way. Why are you even listening to what he has to say about what you want to do with your life? Because he's telling me I need direction. It sounds like somebody that's advising you to not go to school and not go to law school and saying that that's getting in the way is actually in the way himself. It sounds like in order for him to control you, he wants to make sure that you never make something more out of your life. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I ain't going back out there. He's tripping. Yeah, you definitely. Because everybody telling me don't go back out there. All right. Well, I'm telling you don't go back out there. He's trying to persuade me and talking about we going to get this nice-ass house with some plane and all this stuff. But he'd be lying. I don't know. And you know he messed yeah. with mad other chicks, too. Oh, of course. And he's telling he, them the he, same thing. He brought me to his other chick. He ain't no liar. He going to let me know what it is right then and there. He ain't about the sugarcoat nothing. Okay, That's and, the only thing, you and, and, know so you're, and you're okay with that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I ain't been in over. Like, I don't like. I'm gonna thing. tell you something right now. We yeah. always say, well, at least he ain't lie. Well, at least he kept it real. At least he's upfront about it. These other dudes out here be lying. No, it's not. At least that. It's not okay for somebody to do stuff like that to you just because they being honest about it. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, I prefer somebody to tell me the truth. I'd rather... Uh, like How about you would rather somebody not do that? How about be with somebody that doesn't do those things, that's not bringing you to other women's houses, that's not cheating on you, that helps you take care of your family, that supports you and wants you to go to school and do better for your life? Why can't you find somebody like that? Man, that's some square s***, though. Like, these guys out <laughs> here, they want you to give them money, and then they ain't doing nothing for you. You, oh, listen, so. forget about them doing something for, for you. What about you doing something for yourself? I mean, I can do something for myself. I got my own s***. All right, I good. Well, you keep your good. own ish and take care of your child and handle that. Instead of thinking about getting this fast money, think about securing a bag for later on in the future, having a foundation, having your education together so you can do and be anything you want to be in life. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to take that advice. Y'all have a good day. All right, you too. I All hope right. she don't call him right now. All right, Aski, I don't even know what went on in that call, but if you deciphered it and figured it out, I'm happy. It was just madness. All righty. Well, Aski, 800-585-1051. Keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Like we always do with this.
I'ma keep it real with with you. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Juicy. Juicy. Okay, Juicy. What's your question for Yee? So basically, I feel like I understand celebrities feel like you know all their fans are crazy or whatever. But I feel like if I go to every show, like I'm up there supporting you, I'm telling all my homegirls about you. I play your music all the time. You know, anytime you come out, I'm there supporting you. If I respectfully ask you to come with, you know, a company to my appointment, you know, that basically is going to let me know if I got breast cancer or not. If I ask you as a fan, like, hey, I have, you know, a lump in my breast and, you know, I have two appointments and the results, you know, come out, you know, on the second appointment and... Wait, now, who are, who are you asking? You're <laughs> asking celebrities? You <laughs> Just random people? Well, I only ask, well, the person I asked, I've met him three times, so he knows, you know, I'm not like a crazy fan, like I'm a fan who's met him. Oh, you know you're definitely I mean? a crazy like, fan. Okay, How? juicy, juicy. Do all right. Oh, so I support you as an artist, and I ask oh, you to come with me to find out if I got breast cancer or not. I'm crazy. Yes. yes. Well, juicy, celebrity <laughs> okay. or not, you've met somebody three times. Right. So, you know, and you ask him to come. In, I wouldn't ask somebody no. I met, I met three times. Did you ask your mama? What about your daddy? Yeah. What about one of your one of my your mom, best friends or something? My mom is dead, and my dad is he's not here. So I'm not. I, mean, yeah, I have friends and I do have family, but I feel like you know you're somebody that you know is able to help me in the sense that I wouldn't be in there crying. I wouldn't die if I found out. You know what I mean? Who is this celebrity? I don't want to say that because I don't want to be like a. I'm not a crazy person, and I don't feel like I'm crazy for asking you to help me. Who is like, the celebrity? Well, so juicy. So let me. Okay, so he blocked you after you asked. Yes. It's not like I was, like, you know, crazy or anything. And I, I felt like I was, I said I would be grateful to have your support. That's what I said. I think you should tell us who it is so maybe he'll feel guilty and then maybe he'll go with you on your next Stop appointment. It. Stop who is it. the person? That's messed up. I can't, I feel like, what if his Give us a hint. Was, Give us a is hint. Is he a singer? Yes. Trey have songs. You, have you had sex with him? <laughs> you, why is y'all so Is right? it Trey? Like, is it Trey? Like, it's Trey, right? That was so sad. That's, it's, that you know, it, it's Trey. I know it was Trey. The reason I know it was Trey because only Trey's fans would feel like he's close enough with them to ask him to go Shelby, to a breast cancer appointment. Can you get out of Ask Yee right now? What is this so silly? Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I will just. I'm sorry. Juicy, I'll juicy, just, juicy. I'm supporting the whole music world because I feel like if I support you to that level, like I spent a lot of money. I traveled to shows like outside, not because, you know, like I wanted something in return, just because I wanted to support you as a fan. I'm like, you're, juicy. you're great. Juicy, I just want to say something here. Number one, I just want to tell you, I am sorry that you're dealing with this, with the lump in your breast and having to go to these appointments and everything. I'm not crazy. I'm not I'm a very good person. Like I'm, I do a lot for people. Like I take care of all my siblings. I'm the oldest. My the mom has to tell you that they're not crazy like, more than seven times in a five minute conversation. But but, ju- but juicy. Crazy. Let me let me explain something to you, okay? The artist is not asking you personally, hey, I need you to come to my show. Hey, I need, you're doing this out of your own free will, and you should never do things to support people, expecting them to do something for you in return. You should do it because you want to do it. You're right. You're right. So if you really support a person and you're, you know, a true, true person that feels like connected to somebody, you go to those shows, you spend your money because you want to because it makes you feel good. And you should not say, well, because I've done this for you, you need to do this for me. I'm not. I'm just saying that I feel like when I did. How, how about 
you could ask him to just, hey, can you offer me some kind words or let me know that I'm in your thoughts, things like that. But you can't expect him to leave what he has to do and his responsibilities. He's only met you three times. Being and I'm sure selfish. he does appreciate your support and he loves the fact that you come out and support him, but you should never do anything in life expecting something in return. I never expect anybody to do anything for me. I can ask, I, and if you say no, I have to respect that. You sound very right. entitled. You're right, and I do respect that. Okay. Ain't even, you ain't even offered that man no fellatio or nothing Stop for us. Stop it. I did. I, you know, I, I did. I asked him. I was like, hey, I'll take you to dinner. You know, I'll, what? You know, I'll, uh, uh, what? Did you say I will give you fellatio? Well, I mean, it's Trey songs. He should already know that. Like, it's not. It's true, true. Not, you got a point. Listen, you're making a valid point. My Girl, goodness. this is not. Okay. My goodness. Anyway, I, just leave him alone. Don't expect anything. Continue to be a fan and a supporter and just chill. Juicy, you got to, for things like that, you really have to call on people that are very close to you, not somebody that you've met three times. That you really yeah, don't you know. Can't, you right. can't, you can't. And my thing. When I told my grandma, like, she just was like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. So I stopped telling people, you know. I was like, oh, well, I can't tell nobody else. Because she started crying. She's like, oh, you're going to die. Like, so I was like, if I tell anybody else close to me, so like, I don't cancer? want to my brother and sister. She, she says she has a lump. That's why oh, she has Oh, you got breast cancer. Okay. She doesn't know. She got a lump. Yes. You have breast cancer? It's you a just pump got... in my breast. She doesn't know what it is. Well, yet. you don't know what it is. But I Girl, say you this. You to go to the damn doctor, not Juicy. Trey Songz. Go, 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 go to the doctor. I, I made two appointments, and they, that's why I told him. I was like, hey, could you come me for the one where she's going to give so me the result? So she waiting on Trey Songz to go to the doctor? Yes. Girl, just go handle your business and worry about yourself, okay? Ashley, <laughs> if you don't hang up on this dumb-ass girl. Hey, oh, my gosh. Jesus Christ. Juicy, so good luck stupid. to you, man. I will Lord be, have mercy. We hope that you don't have breast cancer. Yeah, then you be having trying to have patience with these people, and then you talking to them, and as soon as you call her stupid, you the bad guy. That was the dumbest Stop thing it. I ever heard in well, my Juicy, life. Juicy, if you're Stop listening, hit up Charlemagne and hit up ye and ask them to go with you. I'm not coming with you. Charlemagne busy. Charlemagne, right? get out of here, okay? That's Stop crazy. This. Ask Yee, 800 <laughs> is The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and it's time for Ask Yee. Now, who's on the line? Whoa. Hey. Hi. Hi, Yi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I'm such a huge fan. Um, and I'm whispering because my husband is sleepy. He just came home from work. But this is a secret that my son expressed to me that he wants to keep a secret. Okay. So my son, he just turned 10. Mm-hmm. And he told me that he made, like, boys and girls. Okay. And what did you say? So I, don't, um, I told him no matter what that I would love him. Um, and whatever decision he makes, I, I'm going to stand next to him. But I'm not sure if what he's feeling is correct or, or any, like, I don't know. I need help with this. I'm not outside. I'm handling it good with him, and I'm trying to keep our relationship, you know. Um, I want him to come to me. Right, for anything. About anything, mm -hmm. but inside I'm, like, kind of panicking and I don't you know like I'm going back and forth with myself well what are you panicking about because number one he's a young black man already mm -hmm. um right. and you know just to be open and he's already being bullied he's already have mental health issues and you know it, it, it's just tough out here for him so mm -hmm. one more stigma on top of that is just you know right he's already expressed in a third grade that he wanted to commit suicide wow it sounds yeah, like, so, have you so put yourself... I'm thinking, like, maybe this is, you know, what everything was that he was hiding, you know? Right. Like, 
Yes, because it is painful to have these things that you want to hide. You don't want people to know. He, It's great that he felt like he could tell you. Yes, that's what I told him. Right, and start expressing that to you. And you have to keep those lines of communication open. I think your response was amazing. And I understand that you are concerned because that's your child. So you don't want him to be out in this world where people can be really nasty and cruel. And I Exactly. Right. So and I, he expressed to me that he does like a boy in school mm-hmm. and like, you know, like I don't, I don't know how to, how to handle everything. Like, like this is a lot. Like he's only 10. Is he too young to have these feelings? Is he, you know, like, is this something that's normal? Is this going to change? I have so many questions. Like, I don't, I don't, I need help. And you know what, honey, there's nobody that can even answer all those questions for you because he probably doesn't even understand everything right now. He just knows right. how he's feeling and at least he's able to express how he's feeling and that's all he can do. Now, have you got him some professional help, somebody that he could speak to so that they can help him navigate and maybe both of you should go right, and, exactly. and I think I that not done that far you mm-hmm. know like I'm still kind of in shock that he just expressed this to me two days ago right so I'm just like still trying to you know see like I don't want him to you know feel like he can't trust me and then he's also expressing to me like you know please don't tell my dad and and don't tell this person and you know like I just He's scared of every everyone's reaction. Right. So, and you res- you should respect that, of course, and you are. Yes, of course. N- yeah, don't tell anybody else. But definitely go set up something for you guys to find somebody good to talk to. If you hold on the line, I actually have somebody that can be really helpful with that, and that would be uh, Dr. Oh. Kendall Jasper, and I always refer people to him when we're in situations, and I feel like this is dire because I want you to be able to know how to deal with this. I'm not an expert yes. in that, but I do feel like what you've done so far has been amazing as a mom, and I know that I want you to be able to express to him in the best way possible uh, how much you love him, how much you care about him, exactly. and, also, and also help him learn how, what he needs to do in order to be more comfortable and not have feelings of suicide because that's major too. You don't want him to ever think about that again. That's my worst fear. All right, hold on the line. I'm going to hook you up with, with uh, Dr. Thank Kendall you Jasper. Thank so much, Yee. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, ask Yee. 800-585-1051. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for your positive note. Give me some positivity. Listen, man, uh, my positive note for this beautiful New Year's Eve is to remember that tomorrow is the first blank page of a 365-page book. So make sure you write a good one starting tomorrow. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?